Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're so good. Through all the years when I've messed up, through all the years when I really didn't even know you, through all the years that I did this, that, and the other, through all the years when I was so selfish and self-centered, through all the years when I was bitter and revengeful and stubborn, oh, God, you were faithful. We give you praise, glory, and honor in this place today, oh, God. How can we not praise you? How can we not praise you? If we don't, the rocks will cry up and shout and praise you. The trees and the birds of the air, they praise you. Father God, we're so grateful. We're so grateful that you love us, that you never gave up on us. God, if you had given up on me, where would I be? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we, we pray for Kevin as he turns 21, Lord God, that the rest of his life is going to be glorious, that you're going to lead him and guide him and direct him by your spirit, and you're going to show him the good way, and you're going to show him the narrow path, and we know that you will bless him and bless him with grace upon grace. Thank you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tristan. Hey, y'all. How many of you guys are men? Raise your hand. I like hanging out with guys. Any of you guys like hanging out with guys? <laughs> so I want to tell you, we had a great time Thursday night. We had some uh, slow-cooked brisket, smoked turkey, and the women are barbecue jealous. baked beans, mac and cheese, mm. garlic bread, Get on with bread. it, Tristan. Get Ooh. on with it. So anyways... We decided there were two guys that really stepped up on Thursday night, and they said, you know what we have never had? We have never had a men's prayer chain. One of those things where I got a problem I can't talk to a lady about, and I need to call a guy and talk about it. Anybody ever felt that before? Mm -hmm. I know where we used to go talk about those things. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, um, Kevin, would you stand up? Thank you. John, would you stand up? These two gentlemen are going to head up a men's prayer chain. So between the two of them, Kevin's going to collect a name and a phone number, and he's going to pass that back out next week or the week after. So you guys have somebody to call. So I have somebody that I can call. And John is going to head up making sure that we share the prayers that need to be shared, and he's also going to make sure that we don't share the prayers that don't need to be shared. Because us men, we got private stuff. Did he? You guys know that, right? Okay, so sometimes we want to talk to men about it, and sometimes we want to talk to somebody very close like God and Jesus, and we need a little help with that. And, you know, there's other times we love talking to our wives, but not every day. So I love my wife, but there's things she doesn't want to hear me whining about. <laughs> so get with Kevin or John. Kevin to give your numbers out, and John so we'll get it collected so you guys know who to call. We like to talk about anything, so. <laughs> yeah, what is it, uh? Men have 2,500 words a day, and women have 25,000. <laughs> All right. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you are visiting today for the first time, <gasps> yes, Wes and Vicki. So glad to give them a big welcome. Yeah. Nice to see you. God bless you. Uh, if you didn't get a gift bag, somebody make sure they Good do. Good job, Steve. I like All it. Right. Don't worry. One for each. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, I just love the scripture that talks about John, 1 John 5.21, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. God is really talking to me about this these days because it's so easy to let something take that place that only he has. And you know, if we let something take that place, it's idolatry. You know, we don't think of it that way, but it is. Isn't it, Maggie? And Maggie, thank you for that awesome teaching out of Habakkuk today. And uh, it was wonderful because it does relate to where we are today in the world. Exactly. It was amazing study. Thank you so much for that. And of course, poor Habakkuk. He's crying out to God, why, God? Why is all this happening? Oh, it's so evil. Everything's bad. But then he ends up praising the Lord. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the point that we need to, we can cry out to the Lord, but we need to remember that his word is true. The only truth there is is his word. We need to believe it. And just as Pastor Bonnie was talking about in the women Thursday night, we can trust him. Who else is there to trust? Come on. I love you, but I don't trust you. I love you. And I trust God. Trust God. Trust God. But you can't trust him until you believe him. So, And thank you for that teaching on Thursday night, Pastor Bonnie. Um, so, so again, this coming Thursday, we have Enoch prayer. And we are going to gather again to pray for Volusia County at 6 p.m. It's going to be led by Linda Roberts. Please come. All the prayers are on the overhead, the declarations. We do it as a corporate prayer because there's well what does it say one can put a thousand to flight and two can put there you go all right so now we're going to take the offering our tithes and our offerings and I love what Zosh always says we get to we get to give our tithes and offerings so thank you Lord we thank you that you meet all of our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus and we trust you for it in Jesus name and we look forward, of course, to Pastor Louie today with another great message. I think this one's quite unique. Well, we'll just see. We'll just see, yeah. So, <clears throat> how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And if you're from the south, you fry it. Yeah, that's right. You bread it and fry it. Amen. Yeah, this is a this is a practice in faith, and there are plenty of scriptures about facing big things. And I really want you to get a hold of this uh, concept of faith today. How do you eat an elephant? It's a metaphor for something this big that you really need to conquer. Let me ask you, do you have anything big that you have to conquer? Yeah. Yeah. That's right, ourselves. And you don't really eat it. It's like the gorilla in the room. There's really no gorilla in the room. 
But there are things in the room that are so big and so ominous, maybe in your life and our lives, our collective lives, that you just can't ignore it. How do you eat an elephant is a, is a saying that was attributed to Desmond Tutu. And what he meant by this was everything in life that just seems daunting and overwhelming, even impossible, can be accomplished gradually by taking one step at a time. Now, there's a great story in our scriptures today about a man and his sick son. And it captures Jesus and the disciples. And there's this issue of healing, or rather the disciples not healing a sick boy. And the comments of, about it by Jesus. But more than anything that I want you to know, the main point is that some things seem impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You have to maybe come at it a different way. You maybe have to think about it a different way. You maybe have to attack it a different way. But with God, all things are possible. Our scripture today is uh, in Matthew 17, 14 through 21. And I'm going to run through it. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. I, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. The disciples then came to Jesus in private and said, why couldn't we, why couldn't we drive him out? And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I say to you, if you have the faith of small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So this young boy was sick. Mark 9 talks about him, how he not only had seizures, but he was deaf and blind. He couldn't talk. And the boy would fall in the water and the fire. And the father brings this child to the disciples. But they couldn't heal him. See, that begs a question to me. Why does healing work one time and not the other? You see, I want you to know that healing is the destination of faith in this instance. The end healing of this boy is where they wanted to go. Faith was the road to get there. Just like the road that gets us somewhere. The road that takes us to our destination. It's not always straight. There may be curves. There may be a detour. There may be a crash. And we've got to wait. There may be somebody on a cell phone in front of you, weaving all over the road. So was it a faith issue? 
Maybe they didn't have enough faith. But let's just pull this apart just a minute, just a little bit. Romans 12, 3 says this about faith. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt every man the measure of faith. You see, we all have the measure of faith if we believe in God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mean, we have human faith. We believe that the sun's going to come up every day. We believe that the lights are going to flip on when we flip these switches. We think that the car is going to start every morning, unless your battery is about three years old. But God gives us a spiritual, supernatural faith also. It's those things that we can't see with our eyes yet, but we believe them. Where we can't quite explain it. Like, how can I not hate this person anymore? Or, how could I forgive them for what they've done to me? That's supernatural faith. Or, or my life has changed so much since I came to Christ. How, how could that happen through faith? It's the, it's the end product our life changing comes on this road of faith. And it may not happen all at one time. On Star Trek, you could push a button and you could be beamed somewhere else. But for us to give our lives to Christ, to not hang out the places that we used to hang out or do the things we used to do, but maybe we do to some extent. We're working our faith out step by step. Like our spirit is clear. Our spirit is perfect if we give our lives to Christ. But it's these things that we do that keep hanging around that we have to shed a little at a time. I mean, we love God, but it may really take time for our actions to match our beliefs. But that kind of faith can be hindered. The I can't see it, but believe it can be obstructed. Jesus gave them a clear answer in the scripture. Matthew 17, 17 and 18. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Unbelief can hinder faith. Here were the disciples. It hindered their faith. It can do it with us. They couldn't heal the boy. And Jesus said this whole generation is unbelieving. I mean, they were used to doing it one way, and here Jesus comes up on the scene, and he starts doing it another way. This unbelief, it even hindered Jesus. Look at Matthew 13, 53 through 58. 
See, Jesus struggled with those around him that didn't believe. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in the synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this his mother's name, Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his town and in his own home. And, and he said this, And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. You see, Jesus certainly had the measure of faith. He's the faith maker. But unbelief blocked it. And so he moved on. Jesus had another thing to say about this. Listen to this in Matthew 17. When his disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? I mean, why do miracles work sometimes and not the other? I can't tell you that answer clearly. Unbelief, though, can hinder faith. I mean, God doesn't give us a blueprint on how to operate. If he did, we'd worship the blueprint. We'd go to that every time. And everything is not the same all the time. He gives us his word, his son, and his spirit for us to activate this faith we have. Matthew 17, 20, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Previous to this incident, Matthew 14, verse 16 to 20, this was the feeding of the 5,000. And the disciples told Jesus with this large crowd, hey, it's getting dark. This is a remote place. And the disciples said to Jesus, send them away to a village so they can get some food. And Jesus said, don't send them away. Give them something to eat. Disciples said, we only got five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, bring them to me. He wanted them to provide it. It's not like they didn't have faith. They had the measure of faith. They had the man of faith. They had the faith maker with them. They just needed to take a step. They just needed to pivot and look at it a different way. Matthew 14, the disciples were in a boat, and it was rough. Jesus came walking on the water to the boat, and Peter walked on the water to Jesus, but he sank. God lifted him up. Jesus said, oh, Peter, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Peter had the measure of faith. He stepped out. That's the first step. But things got rough around him. He lost his focus on faith. Jesus is telling his disciples, use what you have fish and bread. When you saw me, why'd you doubt me in the water? I mean, Jesus had seen his disciples just not getting it on their, 
and using their power and their faith. But he was there with them, discipling them. The fish, the boat, and now a boy. Maybe they just hadn't found their mojo yet. Maybe they just weren't ready yet. And Jesus was saying, how long am I going to be with you? Say to the mountain, move from here to there. Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves, and they stilled. But did he really mean that we can move a mountain? I mean, the earth shook and trembled at Golgotha after the crucifixion. And no doubt God can do whatever he wants to do. Because with, with God, all things are possible. But here, moving a mountain is a metaphor. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. As a young man, I had a job. It was a phenomenal job. I started very, very young with the Daytona Beach Police Department. I loved every bit of it. It was phenomenal. One of the best things about it was getting to be in a helicopter. I spent hundreds of hours in a helicopter managing sites and events. Crowds at the speedway, over 200,000. All the traffic, the bike weeks, the spring breaks, the college reunions. And you'd fix things. As soon as you got out in the helicopter, you were in charge. You'd fix things one thing at a time. You didn't just come up and say, be fixed. <laughs> you see, it, it doesn't work that way. You see, I had faith that I could do it. But I did it one intersection at a time. One disturbance at a time one mosh pit at a time. One, 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 one. I'd been trained by these pilots who had done this before. And every time a leader would get in the, the helicopter, they would say, I know it looks overwhelming. Anywhere from 500 to 1,500 feet, we would go back over the patterns. I know it looks daunting. But just fix one thing at a time. And if you fix this thing, you can move to the next thing. And as you move to the next thing, you can move to the next thing. You'll build up your faith. You'll build up your belief. The helicopter pilot I started with is a member of this church, and she's a Christian. And she would say, just a piece at a time. You'll gain confidence in what you're doing they'll gain confidence in you. That's how it works. Feed off your success. The Chinese philosopher said this, the journey of a thousand miles begins but with one step. Look at Numbers 9.22. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would remain encamped and not journey but when it was taken up, they journeyed. You see, they were heading to the promised land, and it was a promise. And they didn't get teleported there. They had some unbelief that hindered their entering quicker. But they still trusted God, and it was still 
a mountain that they had to get through to get to the promised land. So they trusted in God enough when the fire was at night or when the cloud during the day, they'd follow it and stop. And they'd follow it and stop. They could have stayed back here and said, go ahead, cloud. I like it here. Yes, they complained about the manna and the quail that came from heaven. But God fed them enough every day. Not more, not less, but enough. I ask you, is that faith? Yeah, it is. The sun's going to come up. I believe that, God. Psalm 37, 23 says this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But you have to step. 2 Corinthians 5, we talk about faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's a way of life, this walk of faith. You have the measure of faith. Knowing how to trust in God is walking it out. Let's go to the last thing that Jesus said in the scriptures today. Matthew 17, 20. But he replied, because you have so little faith, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. He was encouraging them, not rebuking them. He was discipling them, not demeaning them. He wasn't mad at them. He loved them. He loved us. He loves us. Hey, if some of you are facing a mountain or an elephant, if you, if you are and God has spoken to you about that, maybe it's time to get started. Maybe it's time to get a shovel for the mountain. And you may have to work on that mountain, a shovel at a time. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. Faith without works is dead. It's not faith for salvation. It's faith in God that things need to get done, and God is speaking to you about a mountain. You may have to get your shovel, and it can look daunting. And if you don't start today, I promise you, the same problem will be there tomorrow. You can leave it alone, and you can have enough faith to say, yeah, God will get me through it, but don't do anything about it. Is that really faith? You, you can have a, a, a relationship problem and say, well, I'm not going to talk to them. Well, it's not going to get better. You can have a marriage problem, and you can say, I'm not going to treat them nice. J just treat them nice. I'm not going to treat them nice is lack of faith. I'm going to treat them nice despite what they do to me is a step. If you've got financial issues, you can say, well, i got financial issues. Then you're going to have financial issues tomorrow. If you say, I'm going to do something about this, I'm going to, I'm going to get a budget. I'm going to pay attention to what I bring in and what I send out. 
Is that faith? Yeah. You don't get out of debt overnight. But you do a step at a time, a payment at a time, a day at a time. You can eat an elephant a bite at a time. You can move a mountain, a shovel full at a time. Is there an elephant blocking your path today or a mountain? And if there is, how long has it been there? What's kept you from it? Or, or did you have a shovel in your hand and you were shoveling and you just decided, I'm going to quit. I'm going to give up. There was a story about a man and uh, he talked to God about this rock that was in front of him. God said, go out every day and push on this rock. And this man went out every day and pushed on the rock. And he pushed on the rock all day long, and he came back home. And God said, go push on the rock. And he went and pushed on this rock. I can envision a huge boulder up in the Carolinas. Pushed on this rock, didn't move. So I got frustrated. Comes back to God and says, I say, God, I pushed on this rock, and I pushed on this rock, and I pushed on this rock, and it hasn't moved. God says, yes, but look at you. Look how strong you've become pushing that rock. Look how tan you've become pushing that rock. You see how well you can sleep at night when you push on the rock all day and you're tired? Do you see the faith that you have exhibited by doing what I've asked? I didn't ask you to move the rock. I asked you to push on the rock. If you've got a mountain ahead of you today, God wants to help you with it. You have the measure of faith. You have it. How you activate it, how you do it, that's all a mystery. I can't just print out a recipe for you and say, do it like this. That's not the way I've done it in my life. Sometimes my faith has been so strong. I've had results. Other times, didn't seem to work. It's because I don't have faith. No, God gave me the measure of faith. I work with my children, and I work with my children, and I work with my children. They're all different. You got to come at them different ways. But you can't give up. If you've got a mountain today, just in front of you, I'd ask you right now to think about that mountain. Ask God what to do with that mountain. Activate your faith. Put it into practice. Take a step. Take a bite. Take a piece. We're going to pray. And as I pray, I want you to think about what mountains there are that you faced that you'd like to get rid of, that you'd like to start today with. Because if you don't start today, it'll be just the same tomorrow. So God, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the healing power. 
thank you for the measure of faith. Thank you, God, for hope that whatever it is we face, we can put our faith and trust in you and that you will help us. You'll help us work. Father, that we would have the faith the size of a mustard seed, that we would activate that faith today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to play for just a few minutes. If you'd like to pray, we'll have some folks here that can help you pray, and we'll pray with you. God bless you guys. Hallelujah.